0: You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, SexyMarriage.net. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio straightforward honest conversations about married life and sex and love and the good the bad
0: the ugly we'll take it all
1: yes we will we'll alongside, discuss it all. alongside my wife Pam as always we love having uh, input from the sexy imagination yes we do because that helps us know what's going on in your world um, gets us into the areas that you want us discussing because married life isn't always easy. Mm -mm. Sex and marriage doesn't always come easy, No, and we want to talk about why that is sometimes and how it can be better in your life, and we want to hear from you. 214-702-9565 is how you let us know what's on your mind. That's our voicemail line. We also are asking a personal plea to the Sexy Marriage Nation that next week is episode...
0: 400!
1: 400, which is... Pretty fantastic of an accomplishment.
0: Yeah, so g- tell us your experiences. Get out there, get on the voicemail line or email and and tell us how Sexy Marriage Radio has um, helped you guys. Yes,
1: we want to know what's, what's impacted you. We want episode 400, if at all possible, to be about you, not just us, your hosts. Yeah. Because this has been a relationship for a while now and uh, we want to celebrate. Because 400 is worth celebrating. We, do. That's we it. do.
0: And if you've seen some sort of improvement, if something has, has helped you along the way or impacted you, more than likely it's impacted someone else. So it's kind of nice. That's the whole point of the nation. We yep. want everybody to um, kind of be able to share in that journey and others to hear, man, yeah, okay. I, that that has affected us too. And I'm, I'm excited to hear that I'm not alone and someone else is, is was there and is moving along yep. the same as we are.
1: So that's two one four seven zero two nine five six five is how you can call and leave your message, or you're also welcome to email feedback at sexymarriage You're also welcome to jump on iTunes, rate and review the show, subscribe, um, let people know what you think, because that helps us spread the word. We also are so grateful for sponsors that help make this thing happen. Yeah. And so today's episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is sponsored and supported by Scentbird. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 50% off your first month today. So that's only $7.50 for your first fragrant. Go to Scentbird.com forward slash SMR and use the code SMR for 50% off your first month. So here's where we're heading today, coming up on today's regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is free. We've got some of your questions, our answers, Mm -hmm. um, which there's some good ones coming up that we're going to be talking about. I'm kind of excited.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to to
1: discuss. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is a little bit longer, a little bit deeper, and no ads, we're going to have um, a conversation about the mental health field. Because one of the things that I've come come across, uh, this is a mention from someone in the uh, Sexy Marriage Academy, that um, what's the distinction of who do you go to for help and why? And what do the different specialties do? And... We're going to dive into that.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's a big need for that. I know if I weren't married to you, I I would probably <laughs> not know where to go. And I ran right. into so many people along the way that um, just there's things that are taboo and they, they don't really get the benefit that's out there.
1: Exactly. And so that's coming up on the extended version where you can subscribe at sexymarriage.net. So all of that is coming up on today's show. So this is an email that came in from a regular listener that uh, she has asked several questions through the course of Sexy Marriage Radio recently. Yeah. And so this is an interesting one um, because she starts off with just this. She says, Is marriage supposed to feel platonic? I have a feeling maybe I'm creating issues in our marriage because I have the wrong idea. I guess I'd always thought that I'd feel love towards my husband and that, that, that it were a little bit more than just thank you type of love that I feel towards my friends or brothers. So he's wondering, am I asking for too much? And so my question is, am I? Is marriage supposed to be more of a partnership to make ends meet and to agree how to raise children? Perhaps it's just a means to satisfy yourself sexually without sinning. I always thought it was more than that, but I'm starting to believe that perhaps I've got it all wrong. When we go out, I feel like it's a business meeting, like we're crossing things off a list. Is that what this eventually comes to?
0: I would sure hope not. Okay. I really don't think that's the idea behind what marriage is supposed to be. Correct. You know, I the um, certainly the sexual aspect has just some business behind it in that it's procreation, right? Okay. That I mean, certainly there's a piece there, but ideally, what we would hope for is a bond between the two of you, the spouses that. Is unlike anything else. It's not like being married. It's not like being with your brother, right, or a friend, right. It's it's something there's more than something that, deeper. But there's certainly seasons of life that I can see that that's kind of how it feels for a time.
1: Okay. Are there some specific seasons that come to your mind, Pam? Uh,
0: well, you know, she talks about the kids, the kid piece, and I think when you're going through the motions of, especially early on, when. When the kids are around, right? Uh,
1: when when they, life does shift to when it shifts, just and, taking care of the newborn and, and how can
0: I get some sleep? How can I yep. run around? And even when they're older and now they're in their own activities and they can't drive themselves, and you, how somehow you're both chauffeurs and you're both going every night, and it's just how can we take care of the activities that. All of us are in okay the kids and and the adults and uh, take care of just eating and those kinds of things and and it gets to where it can right. be that way, sure, but then it comes down to intentionality of making time for the two of you you've got to be I think in those times we have to be really intentional about making it not just be about. Carpool. A
1: business meeting. In
0: a business meeting.
1: Okay. Like so it's to move beyond the world of logistics. So
0: how do you you know, I guess the question is how do you do that?
1: Okay. Like, so what comes to my mind is a lot of times there's a romanticized view of marriage when we go on into it.
0: Oh true. So expectations are planned disappointments. And that right? can
1: set the tone for struggle when this inevitably starts. Okay. Because when you first meet and fall in love with somebody, there's a euphoria, there's an escapism, there's an idealism, there's a rose-colored glasses, there's all of this that's going on. And some of that is a chemical in your brain that only lasts for a little while with new love, six, you know, six months to two years is what research has found, because it's, it's, your brain is flooded with this. And then that fades, and that's when choices and the deeper aspects of love can come into play, possibly— but I think, this, I think this question isn't an either-or. I think it's a both. I think there are aspects of married life that absolutely are an arrangement, a choice to do life together for the mutual benefit of both. Okay. Because married life can make things a camaraderie, a partnership. It's, it's good for raising children. Research continues to show that, mm-hmm. that a two-parent home It's better for the children involved than a single parent or a back and forth between homes, between the parents' home. Yeah. Um, So there is an element of marriage helps people get a little further along in life. Um, Tax codes are sometimes different. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we used to, they were better for married people than single, Um, if you're Joint filing, in my oh, wrong? Oh, let's not
0: even get in there. Okay. Let's not even get there. It's better through. now than it was before, I, actually, I, I for I got to
1: stay then. in my lane. Yeah, Sorry stay in your lane. That. Stay in your lane, buddy. <laughs> so, but it is the idea that um, if you're talking about overall life satisfaction, marriages rate pretty high mm-hmm. as compared to single. And so there is an aspect of life that there absolutely is a business meeting associating to it.
0: Okay, so don't get discouraged that there is some that that's that's Right, so
1: this is where a lot of times if we have a romanticized view of what life and marriage should be, when we get into the nitty-gritty of just doing life, the 90% of life that's just a drudgery and a repetitive monotony at times of paying bills, cleaning a house, Mm -hmm. getting kids to and fro, eating meals, (laughs) that kind of stuff— That can make it seem like, is this all there is? But it's not all there is. That's optimally because there's the both, which would be the, the 10%, which would be the longing, the attraction, the drive, the desire, the interest... That's beyond just a friendship, usually. So
0: let me ask you about these percentages you threw out there. Are you just throwing out some percentages for example's sake? Or are you throwing this is a, a 90 and a 10 out for some other This is I've come thing?
1: across one other author that just right off the top of my head comes to mind that has boiled it down to, into that breakdown. So okay. it's not a research base. It's, okay. it's, it's more just kind of looking at, because if you look at it, a lot of what we do in life is just a necessity, whether we're in a relationship or not. You got to find a way to support yourself. You got to find a way to eat, eat, and shelter, and pay for the things yes. you want in life. And so that you're going to be doing whether you're single or or with somebody. Mm-hmm. So there's just this aspect of we can skew all of that, and then get things think start thinking things are majorly wrong when some of that is just part of what comes with life. Yeah and so trying to help at least get a better footing to realize okay this is about camaraderie this is about friendship too because love has an element of friendship to it it has an element of camaraderie to it has an element of companionship to it but so, what she's asking specifically is the romantic view or the 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 lustful longing the sexual
0: affection nature things yeah well and and it, from the sounds of it in that email it gives you the feel that 100% of the time in that relationship it's it is just platonic it's there's not a right romantic side to it of of hey i feel wanted side it
1: okay so let's let's it's first That's let's parse those like okay it, but let's but parse those two things out first because there's okay. this component of do i feel wanted but the other side of that coin is do i want my spouse -hmm. Because it's easy, when you're in a situation like this, when you get into these seasons and you're the lower desire, it's very easy to make it kind of just by de facto the higher desire's responsibility to get the lower desire interested.
0: Well, we don't even know if this is the low desire. This could be the high desire person, so how do we...
1: That is true, but I'm just kind of going on just the the rabbit trail for a second of this is about both people of presenting something that's worth loving too of presenting something that's worth having sex with too that's not just about i'm not desired or i don't feel desired it could be if do you have desire towards your mate that's a different component also true right cuz so this is recognizing the aspect of being something that's worth being with and using and channeling desire towards the situations of, that marriage provides. Because arousal can come from a lot of different places, right? I mean, things can get sure. you going. Can, yeah. It can be a trigger. It can be a thought. It can be a, a visual something. It can be an interaction with somebody that that might make you aroused. And then you steer that towards marriage. That's what we believe here at Sexy Marriage Radio is you steer all of that towards your marriage. 100% of it goes there. Right. 100% of it doesn't come from there, though comes from just living life as a human being. So starting to see this as how do I live a life of desire? Because my question also for this this wife is, if I feel like I have a platonic relationship, do I have desire, not, not just sexual, but passion in my life? In any way, shape, or form, are there things that really get me going that give a vibrancy? Because sometimes you can have—I've got a little more of a neutral baseline, but I'm wondering why am I not passionate?
0: Sure. So if I'm passionate about something else,
1: just, uh, just that's just something to check that, off the list. To maybe see. that
0: brings brings out passion in other areas of life.
1: Well, this is the classic I hear from some clients in the past. I'm really I'm just kind of bored, you know. Things are just my marriage is just really boring, and so we start going through their day and their life and start realizing their life is boring. It's and they're blaming their marriage.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Right? Okay. And so it's looking at it as what would be not boring for you, and sometimes it's just as simple as I used to go bike riding all the time, and I gave that up like five years ago. I don't even know why, and maybe I should start doing that. And all of a sudden they do that. Now they have more vibrancy in life. Which kind of sparks up their marriage.
0: Well, that makes total sense. Right, because we don't live yeah.
1: compartmentalized lives. Yeah. And so sometimes this is about trying to look at my life holistically mm-hmm. to see it as okay, am I living a vibrant, passionate, alive life, or am I expecting my marriage to provide that for me? Hmm. And if you can do that, and this is just asking the questions, and I would f- encourage you to email back, feedback, feedback at com for what we've left undone here. Yeah. But if you can do that and answer those questions, maybe, maybe there's some thoughts in there that get spurred and conversations that can be had, and then this is both people in the marriage standing on their own two feet and owning this aspect of their life and realizing we've got the platonic thing down. Let's, mm-hmm. let's get the sexual thing down now. Yeah. Because they are both. Well, we've often stated that Sexy Marriage Nation is a group of sexy people, right, Pam? We have. Because it's true. I mean, we've met a lot of them. We have. (laughs) And so they are some very sexy people. Well, what's better for sexy people than offering them a way to smell good and to smell sexy as well? We
0: like smelling sexy.
1: Well, Scentbird offers you a way to smell great and even mix up your fragrance routine without breaking the bank. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. And the best part... You don't have to buy entire bottles, thus leaving behind a shelf full of half-used bottles. Choose the perfume brands you want to try, and they'll send you a 30-day supply in convenient sizes to cover your month. Then change it up if you want to get ready for spring or summer or an event that's coming up in your life. We love the convenience and the variety that Scentbird's offered, and we also love the smell that's been going on in the Allen household lately Yeah, yeah. with the Scentbird. Find the scent you like, and they'll keep you stocked. Want to try something new? It shows up at your, at your door in a one-month supply as soon as you order it. And with this exclusive offer for just our listeners, you can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com forward slash SMR and use the code SMR for 50% off your first month. Again, that's Bird.com forward slash SMR for your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Sign on and smell amazing. So we had an email that was a follow-up to a show that we've... A couple different shows, I guess, that kind of combined together. Okay. Where we'll do a quick little back, backtrack for a second. Yeah, that, please uh, do. Way back, we did a show where I t- we talked about somebody has to take the lead. And that's usually the higher desire mm-hmm. when it comes to sex and whatever unfolds during sex. And so I was encouraging men in that show to... Just take a lead, initiate, go for it, try something. And it's the wife's job to say no. Right. What, you know, so it's basically each person doing their job. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a voicemail that came in from a rape crisis counselor that when he heard it, he was like, hold on, there's another aspect to this because there can be times where a woman doesn't say no. And therefore then things happen or she's not allowed to or the no is completely disregarded.
0: Right. Right. Like he's dealing with people that have some... A past right, right. So we got a bru- abuse, right. trauma, abuse things that have past. gone on
1: that are absolutely wrong. Right. Because no is no, exactly. in every context. Exactly. Exactly. So this was an email that came in that was kind of offering the opposite side of this. I thought it could be an interesting conversation. Okay. That we needed to have. And so this is just a thought that the rape crisis counselor brought up. I believe that most of us aren't able to say aren't able to or may not have learned how to say yes the shame around owning yes teaches us how to covertly approach sex there's more to this obviously I just think it's prevalent if your yes isn't strong how's your no supposed to be thanks for listening
0: Yeah, that's an interesting concept of course this, it sound, this caller isn't talking about the abuse, right. abuse he's, past right so we're in a totally different
1: he's going down a different vein here
0: But this is where I I can totally relate to in that maybe you feel bad for saying yes. Maybe you were taught that sex is bad. Sex is bad. Save it for marriage. Right. And then when you want it and you maybe want to say yes, you don't feel right saying yes. Right.
1: Right. Well, and because he's touching on this idea that am I um, on the right track? Yeah, absolutely, you are. Because I think there's this this component of there's shame and there's guilt and it's wrong associated when it, when you're talking about sex from an early age, and this can be in a lot of family of origins an unspoken assumption.
0: Sure, it may maybe. not be
1: a covertly because a lot. Let's face it, a lot of parents and when we were children, did not talk about this. That's been our experience with a lot of people we've heard from the Sex Marriage Nation. There was no message from their parents. It was an unspoken message. It was an assumption. And so we can take that then to think, if I want this, it's bad. So therefore, I have this inner struggle to be able to say yes for something that's bad. Yeah. So how often can I say yes? Yeah. Even when I'm married and now it's no longer bad. Right. <laughs> right? So, right? So it's seeing this as um, how do I dig deeper into what are the meanings associated with the, diff- the things I normally will say no to? Because I think this applies to more than just sex.
0: Oh, I would agree with that.
1: Because there's a lot of things that we do in life where, and especially as a parent, I'll say no to something just because I'm not com- it's not comfortable or it's disrupting my schedule, or it's, I'm projecting something about me onto this. And that's where my no come from. Even though if I were to be logical for a second, yes would be a better answer. It's just a reactionary no.
0: What are some examples that you're talking about?
1: Um, So the ones that come to my mind off the top of my head, Pam, would be, hey, let's go do this right before we're about to travel. And my answer would be, No, because we're getting ready to go travel, because my family of origin is, it takes some time to prep to go travel, and that's emotional time, because that was what was modeled by mom, Okay. right? So I have this thought that's crazy, and I totally will own this, that if we're going to leave for a long trip or flying somewhere the next morning, we can't go out the night before. That's my initial reaction, Okay. even though, what's the rationality to that? It doesn't make much sense
0: did you just say rationality I did that's a new word folks just put that in Webster right there sorry I had to divert
1: <laughs> Thank you. you should have said no to being able to speak up on that moment in the show <laughs> <Sorry>. but <laughs> but it's seeing it's seeing that as there's a lot of thing a lot of things we'll do like our kids will come ask us for something hey can we do this and I'll be like no or you'll be like no because it's just a reaction and then the other one's going why can't they?
0: Why, yeah, why can't they?
1: And then that little bit of a momentary pause to re examine makes you realize, yeah, that was about me saying no, sorry. I didn't, that was just a reaction based on something that's not oh. pertinent to the time that's happening right here and there. Okay. And so I think we can do that about sex too. Absolutely. I mean, one of the guys and one of the mastermind groups I'm in that I run has his, one of his, uh, Goals this year, he's kind of taken a hybrid to the three words okay. that we've proposed, and his is um, basically, say yes when you can. Because the whole point would be, he would often quickly say no to things that were just kind of lazy, path of least resistance, disruptive, and what he was being offered. Because we get offered a lot of different things in life, if you think about it, that and there's for sure if applies in sex where it's an event you've enjoyed and you enjoy assuming it's good yeah and so you say no to something you enjoy reactively when maybe you could catch yourself and go yes
0: it's funny cuz when i think of this i'm kind of the opposite and when i hear that say what how did you word it say yes say yes
1: when you can, or when say yes can. when you usually would say no, or something. I, I'm I'm butchering this, right? But
0: I'm thinking of this person that I typically am, and if someone offers me something, is like, oh, I can fulfill that, I can do that, and I say yes way too often. Okay. So, uh, so I'm so I'm I'm having a hard time thinking on the lines of the person. Okay. Who doesn't say yes? Okay. I get not saying yes on the sexual side. I'm just throwing that out there because that's me sometimes. But I get what you're saying there. I get what you're saying on that respect because I like sex. Sex is a good thing. So why do I say, nah.
1: Why do you push it down the road or avoid it 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 or say no? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: When it can be such a good thing.
1: Mm -hmm. And so here's my thought just to kind of land this plane because this kind of sparks something that I, I want to just challenge a sexy marriage nation to kind of look at your day. You can definitely land this in the in your sexual life, but look at it in the, in the entirety of your life too. And what is your default reaction to things that happen in life? It's likely a predominant yes or a predominant no. That's just a gut feeling I've got. Okay. I think most people are either going to be seen as the adventurer or the fixer or the, I can fulfill that, you know, they're going to go overboard and they're going to yeah. overextend themselves. And it's going to be go, 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 because that means something to them. Yeah. Or they're the other side of it, which is the whole, no, I don't want to do that. Nope. I'm, I'm unsure about that. That scares me. Oh, that prov-, You know, and it's, and it's reactionary and just kind of get an idea of which one you are and then ask yourself why. Where does this come from? Be an observer, like a newspaper re- reporter. Be objective.
0: Write it down. Do a and journal ask and yourself, write it down so yeah. you can see it and track it.
1: Why did I say no to the lunch offer that I got? Why did I say no to stopping to pick that up? Why did I say no to sex that time? Why did I say Or why did I say yes? Just kind of look at those things. And then when they start to happen, the typical way the brain works is when I start to tr- become a more, a more aware of things, I start to change the things because I become more aware in the moment too. I start to get a hold of my default and eventually I start challenging that default and I start to take cha- take charge of my own life better. Yeah. Which I think that's what we all want in married life. It's what we all want in life.
0: Oh, in life just in general, to take charge
1: yeah. of my experience more.
0: Yeah. I don't want to be out of control
1: because I do love this concept of if my yes can be strong, so can my No yeah And the reverse is also true in the sense that we've talked about here on sexy marriage radio. If you can learn to handle a know well from your spouse, then they oftentimes when it comes to sex, will say it less mm. when it comes to sex because you're more engaged and you're more vibrant and you're more at ease in your own skin, and the system works that out better.
0: Yeah
1: so I guess we should just wrap up this episode with the, the reminder that next week is
0: 400. 400.
1: I mean, so what we want is for the nation to be heard yeah. <laughs> for, for this episode. So two one four seven zero two nine five six five is where you can call our voicemail line. Just let us know what you, what's, what's going on with you from the show. What, what's, what's one thing you've heard that like, man, that really made a difference or yeah, this is what I love. Some or, sort of nugget. Yeah, we just want to hear from you. To help us celebrate this milestone.
0: Thanks for getting us to 400.
1: Absolutely. Because it is because of the Sexy Marriage Nation that we've made this thing what it is. It is. Because this is a relationship. We couldn't have done it without you. So thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. Mm -hmm. We'll see you at 400.